Okay, so <clears throat> welcome to what is this? Episode thirteen <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> um, after four months or whatever of doing this, getting getting a few under our belt. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks for coming back on, Shreda, and discussing Tolkien with me. So um, how have you been? And of course, what's been happening? <laughs> oh, nothing much. I, I, I've been well, and yep. uh, you know, it's yeah, it's um, things are slightly opening up again. So you know, oh and, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got my know, the, the yeah. You got uh, your what? Uh, sorry, yeah, I've got my COVID vaccine next week, so or the first oh, one. Oh, nice. Anyway, nice. I'm a bit worried because it's which, that. Which um, which the, uh, which brand are you? That's the AstraZeneca one. Uh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I look forward to hearing about your blood clot. Next yeah, time. yeah, I'm really scared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, should I perhaps wait <laughs> for the Pfizer one because we don't have that yet because the government bungled the whole thing, but. <laughs> <sighs> But I'm sort of like, well, I, I think I just, you'll be fine. I just want to get it, and yeah, you know, if I feel yeah. feel weird, I'll. Did you have the Pfizer or what did you have? Yeah, I had the I had the Pfizer, uh, okay. um, and I just had my dose number two um, about a week and a half ago. So, so I think if I, if I can, I'll I'm try and get the, the Pfizer as the second dose. Yeah. Um, oh, can you do that? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you can if they if they ever get any of them. Yeah, <laughs> any of any of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully that'll be. I, I know. I know people were people were really. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people I know were, were talking about sort of being knocked out for for the day after. Yeah. You know, in terms of their side effects, but it really was not that bad. I mean, I, I felt a bit under the weather, but mm-hmm. I was able to sort of go about and and, and do everything like normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got yeah. it on Thursday night, so hopefully, hopefully uh, Friday I'll be okay, and then there's the weekend, of course. So hopefully, hopefully we're <laughs> I'll be, be recovered yeah, yeah. by the Monday. Mm. The, the the trick is to just you know come home from the vaccine appointment and, and pick up a, a bottle of scotch or, or something like true, that. True, true, yeah. On the way, so you know, in case in, in case anything bad happens, um, you know, you can you can um, you can preempt it by by, yeah. by giving yourself a perfectly controllable hangover. <laughs> um, so you know, yeah, whatever yeah. whatever vaccine side effects you have, yeah. you, you know you know what to do with the hangover that you're giving yourself. That's how that works. Works. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take that under advisement. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's 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 coming up. But um, a little bit, yeah, uh, not hesitant. But yeah, the blood clot thing had me worried. But you know, that's one in what forty thousand. I don't know. It seems like I think it's even even yeah, fewer than yeah. that. I, mm, I, I mm. really wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. I, and I think, at least in the case of the Johnson and Johnson, which which I looked up. Mm, um, mm. It was all like the six or seven cases that were recorded had pre-existing conditions, uh, not you know like like they had um, conditions that were um, like cert- like uh, there were conditions that affected the circulatory system. Mm. So I think they were prone to 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 blood clots anyway. Like I, I know yeah. one person had um, some yep. sort of thyroid issue, and other people were obese. And mm. It's mm. not great, but I I think you'll be fine. I mean, you're, you're thirty, <laughs> yeah. you seem to be you seem to be you know young, good looking, and 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 healthy oh. enough. So you know, I think Gosh. you're fine, man. I feel so good now. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, that, that's that's good to know. I I, I appreciate the uh, yep the confidence. So no, it should be right. I'll, I'll um yeah I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but... we, we 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 can print this record on a vinyl and frame it if something goes horribly wrong two weeks from now. Oh God, <laughs> no, exactly. Um, 
so yeah, that's coming up. But so I don't know what what else. What have you been uh, reading? Are you still reading that uh, that biography? I think you were of, of Da Vinci. Yeah, yeah. You're still getting through that, or I, I am still making my way through that um, slowly but steadily. Though I'm now though I'm now finally all, all close to being done with it. Um, right. But, yeah, um, yeah. The, the the book that I've mainly been reading is is a book called. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, the Peregrine by uh-huh. J.A. Baker. Are uh-huh. you, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I've, um, I've heard of it, yes. I haven't read it, though. But someone blogged – I read a blog about it somewhere. I can't remember. But, yeah, apparently it's quite yeah popular among philosophical circles, is it, or something like that? I think so, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the, the reason I came across it is because um, for the last year or so, I, I have been very much getting into the films of Werner Herzog. Ah, yes. <laughs> the the Bavarian filmmaker and uh-huh. yeah. um and and he has been quoted in some interviews saying um you know the the, the book that everyone that everyone needs to read mm. um the, the the two books that everyone needs to read are the are the Georgics by by um mm. Virgil and mm. the Peregrine by J A Baker and I finally got around to starting to 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 read it and it is actually quite wonderful I mean it's mm. it's a um it's 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 a beautifully descriptive um naturalist mm. work so th- that's something that i wasn't expecting because because i was going into it expecting a, you know a lot of um sort of philosophical me- metaphysical um mm. ramblings quite frankly <laughs> and, and and there is some of that but mm. um i think something that's 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 left out and in, in the usual sort of talkings about it is that um baker baker was actually really great at just um mm. observing <laughs> things uh, mm. and and um you know, for 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 about seven months, I think, for from mm-hmm. September to to about April, he he just follows a, a couple of of a peregrine yeah yeah um, falcons through through their hunting season, and um and most of the novel is just him writing it with beautiful prose about mm-hmm. about how um, oh. about how how they interact with their surroundings, and it, and I, actually um my my interaction with it is mainly as a as a work of um mm. naturalist writing oh, um, wow. rather than r- rather than philosophical writing yeah. though that part of it is 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 quite beautiful too there's there's some element of you know he undergoes a, a sort of like transubstantiation um mm. where mm. he he sort of almost writes as if he's becoming the falcon and there's this element of um you know, one as an artist, one does not judge one subject. One one <laughs> tries to become one subject, and, mm. and and there's all that. But but even if you have no metaphysical leanings whatsoever, I think um, there's a lot to be enjoyed in this, and and just the, the descriptions of of the the estuaries and the and the sunsets and the and the winds and the rains and the mm. other birds, you know. Mm. Um, so it, it is it is quite a quite a remarkable piece of writing that that I'm surprised is not more famous than it is. Hmm. Perhaps I'll have to yeah, pick that up somewhere. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. How do you recommend nice. it? Yeah. yeah. What about you? Very good. Um, what am I reading at the moment? I just started reading uh, Sean Carroll, who's a cosmologist. You may hmm. have heard of him. Um, his book called um, Oh God, what's it called? <laughs> It's. Uh, I'm just gonna look it up. <laughs> uh, this is Sean Carroll, the the host of the the, the Mindscape yes, podcast. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He talks about his idea of um, ah, that's right, the, uh, the big picture on the origins of life, meaning the universe. Yeah, that's the one. Um, he has this hmm. idea of poetic naturalism, which sort of seeks to 
combine sort of naturalism as a worldview and also the idea that explanation and experience is not is not really um uh, i suppose grounded in or reducible to the smallest elements atoms and stuff um that there is something real in this in, in the um perhaps the larger um you know um or a larger view of life that um that takes into account human psychology but also morality and aesthetics things so i, I guess it's not a new mm. idea but i do like his coining it and his sort of way the way that he puts it so um i've just started that so um that should be should be interesting to get through yeah um but but we'll see how that goes interesting. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I quite like i quite like sean carroll um yeah yeah he's interesting uh interesting physicist and thinker in general and what and and how did he coin this uh poetic naturalism is what he yeah poetic naturalism that's nice mm. yeah mm. so yeah I'm, I'm i'm curious how this shakes out i, I look forward to hearing more <laughs> about it yeah yeah i'll let you know and uh i finished my lord of the rings reread so <laughs> oh was, wow nice done. obviously if we come back to parts of it uh, i'll i'll I'll, I'll read parts of it, but um, but for now, that's probably the the last read through I'll do for for quite a while. You know, I, I do like to come back to it um, fully every few years. What else? I'm also just reading Children of Huron again because <laughs> why not? Because we talked about it, and I sort of got uh, I don't know. It's a fairly short book, so I I was um, I was moved to to read that again, and then so after that, that that's my talking rereading done for a while, I think. But um, Apart from you know nice. whatever you read for for this, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I, but but that's not that's not necessarily you know reading for no no for, um, just quite, for pleasure you know no uh, that's right yeah so so, so I never quite got that phrase I do love that book and it's yeah it's great but um yeah uh, yeah I, I saw I saw you tweeted something about it um oh probably I scrolled I scrolled <laughs> right by it um because uh, I'm a horrible person. But, um, terrible, terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going there now. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I see something about about Sean Carroll's book. Oh yes, I, I quoted a. Passage, oh yeah, yeah, I, I see now. Um, photograph. I, I took I, a photograph, I, actually. The, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, very old school. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, it's an very, actual, very analog, actual yeah. paperback. You didn't just take I'm... a screenshot of your your no. fucking Kindle or something. No. <laughs> you got the you got the dead trees and you and and you got the picture to prove it. Yep, yep. Um, yep. So, the so, tree um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, you should just move to Texas already. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, you, you are, um, such an oddly homoerotic moment from, from Tolkien's Children of Huron. Ah, yes. Um, yes, this tweet got I, no, I, like, it got no likes or anything. I was very sad. I was like, but this is well, such an interesting I, am. I, I just, I just thing. hit the, hit the hard <laughs> on um, I have like four. I saw it. I saw it. And I thought I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you about it um, on, the, on the podcast. So, ah, uh, yes. Did you want to? Did you want to um, sort of elaborate at all? Oh well, it's just this particular, yeah, this particular moment in the book um, when Turin is. Um, what is he doing at this point? It's, it's towards the beginning of the book, and he's returning to. Um, I don't know. He, he's fostered in an elvish kingdom. He's returning to the the i don't know the main capital city if you like it's a cave but whatever it's a big cave um where, where the elves live and um i'm trying to explain this in a way that doesn't make it sound ridiculous but anyway um 
and uh, so he's returning there, and then uh, this he, he's insulted by um, I don't know one of the one of the elves who who lives in the kingdom doesn't like him because he's a, a mortal. You know, they sort of have a, a bit of a bias against against mortals apparently, and um, it's just this. And then the next morning, the elf uh, ambushes Turin on the way on the way out again when he, when he's sort of traveling away and uh, there's a fight and yeah th- there's just this weird sort of moment when um i don't know if you cre- i don't know if you think it seems homoerotic I, I don't know what did you think when he gets his sword out and it strips certainly seems and then... it certainly seems that way once i <laughs> once i read it um i, I did yeah. not i have to say i didn't catch it when i was listening to the audiobook um, yeah that, that's fair probably enough, yeah. just because um <laughs> i don't know i think there's something with audiobooks where you, where you really only mm. are half listening yes yeah, um, yeah. or at least at least I am. Um, no, I think that's you know, it's kind of like that with, with podcasts too, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it lends itself to conversation because you only really need to be half listening for conversations. Uh-huh. But for uh-huh. actual books, I think, um, you know, this is a great example of why you should actually read something because, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> you know, re- reading it, um, no, it, it totally does feel, it feels very um, homoerotic. And, well, he puts the sword in um, Cyrus's butt and it's just really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's such an odd, odd little detail. It's like, hmm, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess the intention, yeah. the intention would be to shame him, but like, so maybe it's, I don't know, but there's no. No, but it's like, it's like Shakespeare, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there, there, there are many homoerotic moments that, that um, if mm-hmm. you, if you read the, the, the play literally, um, mm-hmm. you can always mm-hmm. find an explanation for why it is not homoerotic, and people have done sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that doesn't mean that. Um, that that subtext isn't there and it and to some degree at some point it's you really just have to be um woefully trying not to read into it to to Mm, to to mm. miss it i mean you know like uh like throwing him to the ground and 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 stripping him um and 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 felt churin's great strength and was afraid but but churin let him up and and, yeah yeah and then and then that and then this is i think what clinches it you know run run mocker of woman yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think it's one of those things where, where, um, you know, one can one can rationalize it if one mm. must. Mm. Um, mm. But, but I think the 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 subtext is pretty clear, and, and I think it's a, <laughs> it's a lovely moment to catch. And um, it, it's one of those things that I, I put on, I put in in my in my imaginary notebook of things to to sort of bring up mm. with people mm. who are hardcore um, sort of token Catholicists, you know. <laughs> Tolkien Catholicists, yeah, I like that. I just made, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just made that term up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The Children of Huron as a book is generally ignored anyway by most. Such oh, okay, fair enough. Because, well, I mean, I, I think so because because it, it just doesn't fit with the rest of it um, very well, you know, in terms of its ethic. I mean, we talked about that in the in the podcast um, that we did on right, it. Right, I'm sure we'll come back to it um, again, but I think it's. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a, it's a bit it's inspired by as I as I said there, um, you know it's inspired by different different kind of um, mythological background I suppose the Finnish mm. Finnish background and also the Norse to an extent. Um, I think even in, on my reread of Lord of the Rings this time, I think I said in the episode that we did on that that Lord of the Rings really is Tolkien's most in a sense, people aren't wrong who call it Catholic because I really think there he tries most audaciously, if you like, to to really try and instantiate, if not quite Catholic, then at least a sort of a 
a virtue ethics um, in his characters. Um, and I think sometimes it does come off as, as a little, um, I don't know, inauthentic or unbelievable, even if we consider it to be, um, you know, even, even if we think about it as a kind of retelling of, of history, um, it still kind of hmm. reads um, awkwardly, just in, in places, um, especially Aragorn towards the end when he's becoming king and all of this. I think the sort of over the, – the way that he's sort of praised so um, so intensely and sort of it, – it, it reads almost like propaganda written by – um, someone in his like one of his descendants or something. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that, that that's a good way of saying it. But um, I feel like Tolkien's, oh, you know, he's just really trying to sort of use this figure as a kind of, I don't know, representative or, or symbolic of um, certain virtues, and it comes across as a little too, uh, a little too sincere, perhaps um, towards the end. Yeah. But I, I remember feeling that way a little bit when I when I was a kid. That, that um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was reading it that, that this this is not um, just that that this may be this may be like the you know the the great thing that <laughs> that he did but but this is not the this is not the um, mm. it's not it's not as um, as subtle or as as beautiful as as his you know in the, the entire sort of um, no. Output yeah. of, his, of his literary work could be, um, mm, mm. and and maybe that's a good um, transition into into mm-hmm. into um, into Ross Douthat's article that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. I mean, this, yeah, this, so this article's from his um, Substack. Of course, everyone has a Substack, although I, I'm not getting one um, not unless <laughs> I become famous and they offer me <laughs> billions of dollars to begin with. Um, but uh this um <laughs> so this article, I, I will say i think i think substack i think substack is a good place to um to uh <laughs> just use as a blog you know oh true yeah yeah for sure uh i i think i think i think that the sort of the 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 word on the street is is you know you got to have a substack if you're canceled or if you're if you're going to have like some sort of million dollar newsletter but um in terms of like just places to to blog even if no one's reading it's um, like anything with a Pareto distribution, is, right? There'll be some small number of people who, you know, occupy ninety percent of the I don't know the reading or writing space or whatever. Is that is that the right? right yeah, right. that's the right use of that. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that's right. right yeah. <laughs> and most I mean, you're talking you're talking to like a, you're talking to an entertainer, so you know <laughs> you probably want to ask someone with, with a bit more scientific cred yeah. than me. Um, but I think you're right. <laughs> I know I heard Jordan Peterson talk about it. I mean, not that I really like him particularly, but yeah. Um, anyway, let's. Oh God. Yeah. Let's go there. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this article is on Ross's blog, and of course, I should say Ross Douthat is a New York Times columnist. And um, we were saying just before we started recording, he's kind of one of those, um, I don't know, token conservatives the New York Times still has on. He's kind of a centrist in some respects. Um, Wait, bit, on this podcast, you should probably clarify. You mean you mean token as in T O K E N? Yes, token. Yeah, not Tolkien. Not token, not token yeah, as yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's, <laughs> you tripped me up for a second. All uh, right, I think it's different enough in my accent. I think right. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. 
<laughs> I just heard that. I was like, wait, the New York Times has on retainer a couple of, of Tolkien conservatives? Ah, no, no. So, <laughs> token Tolkien. Token Tolkien. I don't know. It's different. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, my, my bad. My bad. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> Good point. But no, uh, token conservatives. Um, and uh, I don't know. He's. I guess he's kind of weird enough, sort of tradition, trad Catholic. So, it's like, you know, there's a certain... There's a certain level at which, um, I guess, perhaps people treat him and his ideas as kind of ridiculous, faintly silly. So they, um, and so perhaps they put up with him. Um, they tolerate him, um, you know, <laughs> where he actually, you know, alt right or something. I very much doubt he would. He would have employment. So, but um, anyway, he yeah. he also seems to have an interest in. Um, in fantasy literature. And so he's written a few things over the years about fantasy and he wrote a column back when Game of Thrones came out and it went, when it finished rather, um, and you know, bemoaning the terrible final season, pardon me, final seasons. Yeah. That was an interesting piece. And he sort of follows it up with this recent piece on Substack, which he's talking about the upcoming prequel shows, um, for, um, the Tolkien universe, of course, which you talked about, and also the, um, the prequel Targaryen show uh, in the Martin universe, um, which sounds boring to be quite frank and probably won't watch it. But anyway, <laughs> um, he sort of suggests in this, in this, well, he's suggesting a few things, but I guess the main point is just one that a lot of people have made, which is that, well, it's going to be hard to adapt, um, you know, a story that has, um, at its at its core, not not a novel, but but a set of series of a series really of notes or um, summaries of, of the world building in the history, um, presented as as I've said before, like presented as kind of um, uh, as kind of very distant re- retellings of, of events. So, you know, of course, the the writing team will have to make up a script you know, um, the story, the, the proper, a proper sort of depth of character. Um, they'll have to make up a lot of characters full stop, um, etc. And <laughs> to that extent, I agree with it. Um, but I guess there are a couple of interesting points that he made that, yeah, I just thought it might be interesting to talk about. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, he says in, in his article, he says, uh, that his initial reaction is that the bad ideas, as I mentioned, um, because they're adapting a property rather than a story. Um, I agree with that to some extent, but he says that, um, you know, th- there is an existing narrative structure from in Tolkien Silmarillion. Um, but then he says this, uh, and this is really what I want to talk about this, 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 uh, wait, sorry, before you get into oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I have that, I have that highlighted because I didn't, mm. I, this may be stupid, but I didn't no. quite understand what he meant by that. Uh, so, which one? The, the property, adapting he, a property. Yeah, yeah, because it, yeah, so he said, um, because they're adapting a, a property rather than a story, um, mm. blah, 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 but, but narrative structures aren't the same thing as actual storytelling or character development. Yeah, that's, that's the exactly kind of the I, LTR. And, so, <laughs> what, is that, is that really stupid to me that I don't understand what exactly he means? Yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to talk about when he says this oh, narrative. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Narrative yeah. structures. Yeah. No, no, that's right. That's great because, I think we've obviously honed in on the same thing here, which is this idea, he says, and I'll quote it. So, quote, he says, narrative structures aren't the same thing as actual storytelling or character development of the kind that Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones novels offered 
to their adapters. So these projects will only succeed if their screenwriters can effectively graft a richer story onto the outline supplied by the historical materials, which is basically uh, what I've said. Um, and then he sort of says, well, you know, couldn't they um, adapt some other fantasy stories? And he, he, uh, he links to uh, Memory, Sorrow and Thorn, which is a, a fantasy novel that's kind of moderately well-known, I guess, in fantasy circles, but certainly not beyond that. Um, <laughs> I'd never I, heard of either of the things that uh, he linked to. I, I tried reading the first novel of that. Um, I don't know if it's a trilogy, or, but I, I just got halfway through and I just – I've tried reading it twice. I just could not get into it. But, um, <laughs> um, but you know, we've talked about before how, how I'm – I guess neither of us are really – actually fantasy readers so i think one right. thing to one thing to talk about here is that douthat is approaching this as an adaption or an adaptation i should say of uh of fantasy stories and as i've said before i just i feel like tolkien's work is just it's not in the same it, it ought not be considered a, a part of that genre um in the modern sense right um what he was right. really doing was something he was creating pseudo history um, and I guess Martin has tried to do that, I think, much less successfully. Um, but anyway, that's another yeah, issue. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, Tolkien is really trying to create a, a pseudo history. And as part of that, he develops um, these, how does he put it, um, narrative structures. But I think that sort of under uh, misunderstands or perhaps under. I don't know, undervalues what sort of material there actually is. Um, and I really, I, I really disagree with this notion that narrative structures aren't the same thing as actual storytelling or character development. Um, because I think even though the narratives, for example, in the Silmarillion are not novelistic in character, um, they're not, you know, they're not developed to the to the same, I, I guess, um, on the same level as, as obviously the Lord of the Rings is, which partakes much more fully in um, the kind of conventions of the novel. But I just, I would really query this notion that um, that actual storytelling is only to be encountered, you know, in, in some sort of heavy, long uh, novel like Game of Thrones, um, which, of course, the fantasy genre is now known for, um, sort of almost above anything else, these tomes, you know, it's enormous <laughs> book series. So yeah, I don't know yeah. what you would think of that. I think that's just there's a few thoughts there. but <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think it's interesting that, that, that it's, it, it really does seem to be that, that the, the, fantasy, the modern fantasy genre seems to be the, 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 the most salient feature about it is, is how long everything is and and really does not need to be you know mm. um it's not like it's not like these are you know proustian novels um <laughs> no, no you know many of them the, are these... not of that quality shall we say <laughs> no not not quite <laughs> you know i don't think you know i, I think of the, the 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 monty python sketch of mm. of, of, mm. of summarized proust you know <laughs> Um, I, I think if, if we did a if we did a, a, a summarize um, you know memory sorrow and thorn contest, <laughs> mm. I don't think I don't think the, the comedy would quite be there because I think it would actually be quite easy to do in, in about in about a minute, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to Proust, which, which is you know the the, the, the 
if length is to be worth anything, it, it ought to be irreducible, um, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. I don't think is necessarily true for, for a lot of modern fantasy. But, mm-hmm. but um, you know, before I spend too much time just sort of hating on that, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I think I think it's 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 interesting that that he seems to 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 align Lord of the Rings with or just you know in general like the whole token world with with, with that because that, because I really don't I really don't think that that, that token was thinking in terms of I, I I guess I don't know I I don't know how much token was thinking in terms of um, concepts like narrative structures or or storytelling or, or character development you know i think i think he, mm. he was thinking he was thinking in 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 terms of other things you know like mm. it's, it's not like he had no abstractions and, and that mm-hmm. his work is totally mm. irreducible but um these seem to be sort of modern um they they seem to be they, they seem to be sort of inventions of 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 um the sort of modern like mature um storytelling arts you know that we have right now um and and i Mm -hmm. I don't know that like if if you if you analyze let's just take the 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 lord of the rings if if we Mm -hmm. analyze them in terms of um something like character development Mm -hmm. they would be a they would be a disaster (laughs) right um like what what exactly is the character development of 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 aragorn um it's 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 trying to it's trying to sort of fit fit these things into um mm, into mm. terms that i don't necessarily think they were they were conceived in yeah and, and i don't think it's, it's the best way for for one to to analyze them as mm. um and and just because you know because um i i think with 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 the lord of the rings and with middle earth in general i i think the, the reason i like them is that um the the thing that is of primary importance seems to be style it, it seems to be that the, the, the style of the prose and and the the stylization of reality, that the stylization of, of of both our reality and his and his own reality, seems to be mm. a, of, of 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 you know primal importance, and it's not the sort of um, like the the banalities of of things like uh, <laughs> storytelling, character development, these things that that um that you know people like Hollywood scriptwriters look to 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 write their mm. um you know their, their successful sequels. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's, it seems to be that, 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 uh, and then that's why token lasts, you know, the, the mm. way that something like, like, uh, like, uh, Lolita lasts, you know, mm. um, what exactly is the character development of Humbert Humbert? It's, mm. it's non-existent, you know, <laughs> the, the, these are, these are not, uh, they're, they're things that people walk around saying, uh, <laughs> are important for fiction, but they're not really, if you think about, if you think about great fiction or like, let's take Leopold Bloom, you know, what is the storytelling and character development of, 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 of Leopold Bloom in Ulysses. Um, mm-hmm. you, you'll, you'll find that there's a bit of, um, uh, of something to talk about in terms of character development, but in terms of storytelling, it's just, uh, you know, it's just one man walking around, um, mm-hmm. Dublin mm-hmm. for a day. So, so it's not, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if you, if you, if you get what I'm saying here, but mm. it, it yeah, seems like yeah. Token is operating on a different level and, mm. um, he's, he seems to be, um, trying to bring a level of analysis that's, that's quite a bit lower too. Uh, it's more, it's more, um, it's, yeah, it's more yeah. worthy of, of like young adult novels or fantasy fiction, but it just doesn't work here. And he's trying to discredit the, um, the upcoming series perhaps or something on, on, yeah. uh, I mean, it's uh, certainly true that, that yeah. it's certainly true that, yeah, yeah. It's certainly true that of course the series will need characters and being a television show will need, um, 
we'll need scripts and, and things that, of course, were not written by Tolkien himself and are not even really alluded to in any of the, the stories because most of these stories from this period are not based in uh, conversations or, as we said, that close character development or close character work that, I don't know, you know, a 19th century novelist might um, – you know, might revel in. So, of course, mm. uh, the, the point is well taken that they will need to do that. But I guess my issue with it is, as you say, and I think perhaps we're saying the same thing, is that, um, you know, I, I think it just devalues and misunderstands what Tolkien's doing to, to say that narrative structures aren't storytelling. Um, because, well, one, the works that relate to the Second Age in Tolkien's corpus are not mere narrative structures they're doing something important in a storytelling sense um but it's just not character development or you know whatever he's thinking storytelling is um and i think um obviously they obviously that that's not going to be adequate for a television show they're gonna as he says that they are gonna have to um develop scripts and things um but but i think that um I don't think that's, I, I guess, ultimately, I don't think that the scriptwriters need to work against Tolkien um, because, you know, hopefully they see that what Douthat calls his narrative structures are really the, the they're like seeds of, of, of uh, the, the seeds for further storytelling in, in that more traditional way that Douthat is talking about. They're seeds that can really um, bloom into, um, into narratives and, characters and things because there's that thematic depth there i think um which is explored perhaps in in those writings on that abstract level but is is there nonetheless um Hmm. so you know i I don't think i think we need to broaden our sense of adaptation i I don't think adaptation needs only to or need only to encompass novels i think it can also um it can also be thought of as a creative endeavor, which builds on other kinds of narrative, um, including Tolkien's kinds of narratives, which are often, um, which apart from the Lord of the Rings are often quite different from the novelistic tradition, but no less, um, well, I think no less, um, uh, no less enthralling because of that. Right. I mean, even, even the book, even right. the book, I was talking about before the children of Hurin is not really written like a novel at all. It's more like an Icelandic saga. It, it's very, it's full of illusions. It's full of, um, it, it's the, the character development, if you like, of Turin himself is, um, is conducted, uh, through you know, kind of short pithy sentences about his, 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 um, his, his state of mind. But, you know, you really have to infer a lot as a reader. You can't sort of rely on, the book to tell you everything. Um, and I think that's the case in um, the case in a lot of the second age writings too. Um, even Eldarion and Arendus, which we've read, right. Which if anything, right. Mm-hmm. Is character, right. I mean, you would, I think you would agree with that. Having, having read that. I mean, that, that book really is about, about character. Um, but even there, the mm-hmm. way he tells the story is not, you know, is not going to be like a modern fantasy writer will tell the story with, <laughs> you know, they they essentially just i mean martin literally tells you what his characters are thinking because literally each chapter is from a different character's point of view and you know it's just literally their 
their perspective. I mean, it's 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 a it's like a right. it's like a bludgeon, you know. And it's like, so, and it completely misses the point of, of fiction. Yeah, I, mean, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know what you think about all that, but <laughs> yeah. no, I I think you're right. I mean. Like let's take the case of Aldarian and Arandus, where mm. where it is really all about the character, but but the the way that it's 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 um, expressed is it's all in the in the stylization, right? It's all in the prose, mm. and um, I, I think it would be it would be a much lesser story if if he if he was being very literal about um, yeah, you know what happened in the what characters thought and did and and yeah think in every moment, which. Which I feel, I feel like that's why, perhaps that's one reason that fantasy novels are so long. It's because there's this. I feel like fantasy novels, fantasy writers have tried to, to be quote unquote literary, and the way that they've tried to do that is to essentially make their characters just completely transparent at all times to the reader in terms of what they're thinking, mm. what they're feeling, you know, what their perspective is. God, I hate that word. <laughs> um, you know, and so you get these enormous books full of you know, a, a sort of attempts at, I don't know, stream of consciousness, but it's, it's usually just really bad. Um, mm. Yeah. It's not Virginia Woolf. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and so, you know, and, and then it, in one extreme it, at Martin's end, you, you literally get chapters named after the characters, you know, given from each, from their perspective. And it's just, as I said, it's, it's kind of like a bludgeon and talking just does not work like that, you know? And I mean, if that's what Douthat is is thinking sort of, makes a fully fledged novel as he sort of says, well, you know, sorry, I think we've got to expand our sense of what adaptation means, you know, and, and what content, you know, quote unquote, um, <laughs> is, is use, useful and, and interesting to adapt. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 and this maybe is not in the scope of the, of the Dowsett article, but sure, I, I would yeah. really love it if, if, um, people who are who are sort of adapting stories or just generally making making films or TV shows. I, I wish people were more um, more experimental, more more daring with their yeah. with their work. Sure. Um, you know, yeah. th- there's a sense that like oh, you know, in a novel, one probably needs um, things like narrative and and story and and, and character development but mm, you know one could get mm. away with it if, if if the prose sort of makes up for it if the style is is a part yeah, of it and in yeah. film and, and certainly in tv um you know these things are absolutely necessary and i think that's mm. not true you know um mm, mm. if if you look at if you you know you, you said this about the about the the children of Huron, which is mm-hmm. which is um you know, it's it's not that narrative at all, and, and certainly Aldarian and Arandus is not that narrative either. Mm. Um, and um, you know, the, the thing that comes to mind immediately because I just watched it maybe like a month ago is um, Werner Herzog's Heart of Glass. Mm. Um, it's I think it's one of the one of the um, the greatest films I've ever seen, and um, it, it's you know it, it's certainly on Roger Ebert's um, great movies list. It, it's 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 considered a great film, but it has no narrative. Mm, um, mm. You know, it's it's all um, it's all told through sort of visions of a post-apocalyptic 
future um, of, mm-hmm. of a sort of um, shepherd who who, yeah, who, yeah. Um, who has visions that are either depending on your state of mind, you know, visions <laughs> of the future or visions of his own madness, um, mm-hmm. told through the through through the allegory of, of a decaying village of a decaying Bavarian village who has lost mm-hmm. um, the the one person in there who who has the ability to um, to to make ruby glass, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. This is a way to make a, a film that that has the kind of um, state of mind that that a that a story can can sort of dip into, where where one does not actually necessarily need to have um, concrete narratives or characters or anything of that sort, and yet yeah. um, the whole thing can function on the in the realm of um, of something like music, right? It's all about yeah, mood yeah. and and um, yeah. evo- and and, and evocation. You know, Kafka does this so well. Um, yeah. I, I think I think to, and I think Token does this quite well. Also, um, again, mm, it's all mm. in the in the in the style, and that, that's mm. yet again something that that separates him. Mm. And, and um, I'm not sure that that um, Dasset is necessarily catching on to that. You know, one doesn't well, necessarily. Yeah. It mm. would be nice if if people could sort of adapt that part of Token as well. But um, I'm you yeah, know I'm, exactly, I'm not going yeah. to keep my hopes up that we're going to have the sort of you know you know hyper artistic um re- reading yeah. of his second age but i mean but yeah, nevertheless yeah. I, I think i think it could work with token and um and, uh, yeah and, that's yeah. true i agree and certainly i mean certainly there are i mean he sort of he pretends this kind of he feigns this kind of um uh, this kind of uh like wankery nerd wankery um, <laughs> uh, some some of the way down um, he says, my suspicion is someone who has both read the Silmarillion, a bash nerd voice. Well, okay, I'm not saying I've read every word. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. Th- that I want that made me want to kill someone. Sorry, I shouldn't say that on the air. <laughs> my, 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 my impression, my impression of Dalfet <laughs> is that he's a Lord of the Rings fan, but has not read widely or deeply in Tolkien's other writings, which is fine. But I wish he'd like not pretend that he he has, and certainly hasn't read unfinished tales which quite frankly is where a lot of the good second age stuff is and also eldarian and horrendous which is character focused so he's not even right in that sense but anyway um right right anyway i mean the point is i i guess that um you know those materials are difficult yes like in in unfinished tales a lot of the um we should talk at some stage about the uh, the history of galadriel and caliborn section but um mm. to say that there's no i mean even in in, in that in that section, which consists of Tolkien's ideas about one character, Galadriel, right? I mean, there, there is, in a sense, character development, right? There's the there's a development of her character over time in his mind, which is basically what right. that whole section um, really uh, details. It, in some would say excruciating depth, but um, you know, there's a lot of material for Amazon to work there, even if, even if there's not like a, you know. A, a tome of, of sort of banal and boring conversations and attempts at, as I said, like the sort of bad att- attempts at, um, you know, stream of consciousness. Um, you know, there, there is nonetheless uh, character development there. And um, there's a lot for Amazon to pull from, and no doubt they have pulled from it because it seems like they do have the rights for pretty much everything that's related to the second age. Uh, it seems to be what they've, they've paid for. So, so no doubt they have that. Um, so I think he's, mm. I don't know, I don't want to say, like, I'm not trying to attack this article because I disagree with it heavily, but, I, you know, I think it's a, um, it's an interesting point from which to, to think about some of these issues. And I guess the, my point about that section of his article would be that 
uh, you know, first that I think Tolkien stories are not just outlined, even if they're not novels, right? There's not a, there's not some dichotomy in storytelling between, you know, (laughs) hashtag good storytelling and hashtag like bad storytelling. (laughs) Um, and, And like good storytelling is the novel and bad storytelling is like just a few notes that, you know, Tolkien left on the floor. I, I think that misunderstands his uh, creative prog- project and also what those so-called notes actually achieve and what they're designed to do. Um, because, as I said, a right, lot of them, right. a lot of them are actually, um, you know, either partially complete stories like Eldarion and Arendis, or they are, you know, explicitly thought uh, thought of as sort of distant retellings of of, of historical events. Um, which is which, which is its own kind of storytelling. Um, so yeah, and, and the second point I, I guess is that we we need to think about adaptation. I guess in a broader way, it's not just about novels, and you know, which which is why I say that Tolkien doesn't really fit very easily. I think in the modern fantasy genre, because apart from the Lord of the Rings, he's not writing tomes and and enormous books and. People will say, well, he didn't finish them. But I'm like, well, you know, even if everything that he had ever done was finished, I don't think we would have a corpus of enormous novels. Um, I don't think that's what he was doing. No, no. We'd have The Lord of the Rings and we'd have something very similar to what we have now as edited by his son, which is a set of of disparate writings which are quite different from one another. And... Um, you know, which are if they're if they're novels or novel like, they're gonna be fairly short, like the children of her, and they're not gonna be huge, huge tomes. And otherwise they'll be like the Silmarillion, they'll be these sort of um epitomes of um you know, of other of of, of of larger stories. Because it's really part of the effect of his work that we're never quite there, right? We're always we're always reminded that there is a a story behind the story, that there is there that there are other um other poems, songs, um, tellings of events, and part of that magic, if you like, of Tolkien's world is is, is that sense of uh, distance, as well as the closeness that we sometimes feel in, in Lord of the Rings. Right? Um, mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I mean that that's really the discussion that I've been having with these scholars about metafiction, right? Um, no, I, I think that's the metafiction that's is well said. in some sense um, central to what he's doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it provoked all these thoughts in me. That, <laughs> this article. Um, I mean, to bring it back to the show, I guess I just feel that, of course, they're going to have to adapt materials that are not traditionally adapted for television, um, and they will have to, in order to do that, you know, quote unquote, make up a whole lot of stuff. But I mean, honestly, that that people, I don't really see how novels are any different. I mean. Um, yes, you have more to work with, but um, there's also less constraint in a sense, right? There's also perhaps room for for greater creative um, possibilities, as you mentioned, you know, perhaps in a more, I don't know, um, non-traditional modes of storytelling or, or whatever. Um, and, of course, there will be traditional storytelling in this series, but but maybe there is room for something that Game of Thrones didn't do. I don't know. It's room for, you know, the evocation of, uh, of the numinous in, in a way that was never possible, you know, possible in the Game of Thrones show. Um, I mean, I would hope for something like that, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it's not, it's not clear to me that um, it's, it's, it's not clear to me that 
the show is gonna is gonna fail on on that front. I, I think in in fact mm-hmm. a, a TV show might might be the perfect um, genre for for trying mm-hmm. to adapt something like Second mm-hmm. Age, right? True. Um, yeah. That's that, that's my initial um, hunch, at least. Like it, you know, it's much rather that it's a, a series than it is a a, mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, I, I don't necessarily get the um, the hesitation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Despite the obvious hesitation that um, you know, corporate greed ruins all, and well, um, you know, I, I've we, talked about that in, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> we, we live in an age of, of you know consumerist excess and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, all, all yeah, that aside, yeah. it seems like a, it seems like you know exactly what you want mm. um, is something like this. It's something like a um, a series where the where a web series where was you know you're not necessarily bound by um the limitations of of showing say like a a movie in a theater in like a cinema mm-hmm. or oh, yeah, um, yeah yeah or a you know even a TV show from back in the day when you had to fill up a certain amount of time with with ads mm-hmm. it seems like you have so much room like a, I guess I don't know how they're going to do it but you know you, you know one could theoretically if you're just releasing if you're just dropping a show on Amazon I mean you could have mm-hmm. a you know, one one episode that's like fifteen minutes, and another one that's like forty. Yeah, um, yep, exactly. And, and you yeah. don't nece- you're not necessary. It just seems like this is, you know, it, it's pro- it's not going to be perfect. But mm. you know, in terms mm. of in terms of the the forms that entertainment has taken, um, mm. in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this is th- this is definitely the one that that you like. We definitely have this in the place that we want mm. to be in. Mm. Um, yeah. It, it yeah. has the most chance of being successful, I think. Um, right now than than it does um in any other time in our in the mm. in the sort of past of our entertainment um world you know mm. uh if if someone in the nineteen you know sixties said like oh let's let's um adapt the the second age stuff I'd be like you know the that's gonna end up horrible yeah there's certainly the so, the creative and technological yeah possibility to do it yeah so yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it does seem like everything is on its side. I I, I don't really. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, the just the the general um, me- mediocrity of everything aside, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I see no reason to be cynical about that, it. That is a problem, <laughs> though. Yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does tend it does tend to get in the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, I'm certainly not saying that. Like, I'm not trying to defend the show. I mean. You know, I'm, I'm sort of vaguely hopeful that it, it might be good and interesting, um, but I guess, yeah, my, my point is that 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 adaptation or that the Tolkien's work is is not to be or should not be misunderstood as a series of as one novel and then a series of notes that are of little importance and where you know storytelling is is sort of you know that isn't real storytelling that the only real storytelling that he ever did was the Lord of the Rings or, you know, the Hobbit perhaps, and, you know, parts of the Silmarillion. I, I think that's uh, incorrect and, and sort of yeah. narrows is too narrow a view of what storytelling can mean and therefore what adaptation can be of those stories. Um, and yeah. In, in fact, you know, I, I guess it, like before we had this conversation, mm. I didn't even, I didn't even, realized that that was a that was a um legit view of token that that people had well i think it's just um, a hmm. it, it, I, I didn't realize that that was like a, a meme you know that was that was well, out in the world but but it makes sense you know i guess but, yeah sorry go on yep no 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 um 
again, I mean, to, to, to bring up someone like, like Kafka, mm. you know, not that there are, are a huge number of similarities between token and Kafka, but, um, you know, one would be, one would be obviously insane if, if one were, um, trying to 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 sort of do a a um a study of of Kafka's entire works and and, and said that you know his his major things that that one needed to focus on were um you know mm. the trial and um the castle and and yeah. America um which i believe are his his novels yeah um, yeah yeah you know, one would obviously say no. Um, the 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 things that are that are of of the most importance are, um, or maybe maybe the trial. You know, mm, mm, mm. Um, but really, the, the the soul of Kafka is is in um, the show. Obviously, the metamorphosis or the, the transformation, mm. however you want to translate it. But really, it's in it's in you know the, the even the, the the shorter short stories, the short right? Stories, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like like um, the the the, the penal colony, the the hunger mm-hmm. artist, or even in the really short stories, like like um, there's there's one about you know uh, about Poseidon. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Poseidon. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's, not, it's <laughs> yeah. like barely it's like barely a page long, and it's about mm-hmm. a um, it's about Poseidon who is um, uh, overworked and has too much paperwork to do and too much bureaucracy <laughs> to deal with, and um, and and he can't yeah. and he can't even um swim around and enjoy the seas that he that he so loves, <laughs> and um, so you know, you know, there's stuff like that, and and I think any Kafka scholar would would um would say like, no, this is actually the soul of Kafka, and and, and this is. You know, mm-hmm. out from these like small short stories, um, we we sort of we sort of um, can can learn more about the the longer works, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and without without something like like Poseidon or um, uh, uh, like like uh, the, the tale of the country doctor or or, or Josephine mm-hmm. the mouse mm-hmm. or um, you know, mm-hmm. we, we can't we can't without these know the the real uh yeah, the, yeah. the the gist of of the metamorphosis or the penal colony and without that we can't know the gist of yeah, ev- yeah. the even longer works like the trial or the castle yeah, right yeah, it it yeah. goes from from these it, it's this, this this misunderstanding that that something that is that is short is um is lesser and, and it's not the case it, you know often with these with, with with these kinds of writers, the, mm, the, mm. the soul of them is contained in these, um, you know, ex- extraordinarily concentrated works. Um, That's why I think, you know, re- and they're really beautiful. Me, and I think it's the same yeah. with Tolkien. Yeah, I think for me, the soul of Tolkien is really in the Silmarillion, and even I would say even the Children of Hurin, um, mm. I think is really a is really a concentrated. That's a good way to describe that, right? I mean, it's still a novel, but it's fairly short, and it's um. You know, it's certainly longer than a short story, but it's um, it is this concentrated just burst and, and of like creativity and imagination that, and and like feeling. I mean, that's how I, you know, obviously, it sort of yeah, it's important story for me, so that's how I take it. But um, and I think that's not to dismiss Lord of the Rings, but um, but yeah, I think I think that's right. And no, I think it's that's like an what, inverted pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. the 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 longer works are to be understood in the context of the shorter works, but mm, but it's because mm. the shorter works contain the pith of you know it, it's the <laughs> yeah, it's the way yeah. of it's the way of aphorism, right? That, yes, that, that's yeah. how these kinds of you know there there are writers like like um well like like James Joyce, right? Mm, there, there are writers mm. who who um. And the the sort of musical analogy to that would be someone like um, like Gustav Mahler, who mm, who seeks okay. to contain who seek to contain the world in his symphonies, right? Mm, um, mm. They they're sort of um, by default 
long form people, right? Um, the, the, yeah. the, 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 the gist of their work is really gotten in the, in the sort of, yeah. uh, the, the huge scope of it, right? Mm. The could, epicness yeah. of it. You could even say the same about the death of Ivan Illich for Tolstoy. Um, I mean, I don't know if, if right. people, Tolstoy right. scholars would agree with that, but for me, that was, I mean, reading that was similarly like a gut punch, like just this emotional, mm. um, or for, for Dostoevsky, um, uh, oh God, the, the, um, notes from the underground, I guess is what I'm notes thinking. Notes from the underground. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, You're absolutely right. And you know, these works Or the are, nose for, for a goggle. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, and I think Tolkien, I mean, God, obviously we don't, we're not, I feel like I always have to give this caveat, you know, even though I, I want to stop doing that, which is that Tolkien is different in many ways, but then, you know, Tolstoy is very different from Kafka. So, I mean, right. Th- these are kind of, but, I, but I think he belongs in, in the company of 20th century writers, re- regardless of, you know, if you think that uh, in terms of quality and, and obviously he's doing something quite distinct and different, but he does belong more in, in a general, I think, 20th century context than in a 21st century fantasy context, which is where I think, um, just this whole, this whole article of doubt that's just sort of misunderstands the, the point because it, again, it's just, it's just completely misconstruing, uh, the actual, the nature of, of his creativity, I think. And, and I'm not saying he's doing that sort of willfully, but perhaps, you know, he's claiming more knowledge and sort of about, I mean, this is what journalists often do. They claim more knowledge about certain things that they actually can actually lay claim to, I th- or should claim lay claim to. I think. Right, <laughs> right. But yeah. So you know, it's know. it's one thing. Just just a, a real quick side note. Mm, um, mm. It is it's one thing that that I always um, appreciate in 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 Kafka and also in in Monty Python, um, <laughs> where where um, if you watch their their sketches, it, you know which. Um, to, to sort of stretch the analogy a bit, that's another mm-hmm. group where you would never watch, um, you know, um, the, the Life of Brian or mm-hmm. um, the Holy Grail, right? Yeah. And and think that um, that um, you know the the sort of study of Monty Python begins there. No, that's actually the the, the end point <laughs> of the study of Monty Python. Mm-hmm. If you wanted mm-hmm. to to really study them, you would begin with um, with the Flying Circus and, and, <laughs> and study their their, yeah, their, their short yeah. sketches, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. just notes notes on humor um yeah and and yet if you if you watch their sketches um even though they're technically finished and that they're aired um Mm -hmm. a lot of them are really unfinished and that they set up a premise and they get about halfway through and they i think they they come to a point where they realize um you know the 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 point has been got and Mm -hmm. uh we don't know how to work away from here so they just bring in someone like uh like Mm -hmm. like the like the knight with the rubber chicken and they smack (laughs) the the the, the person over the head and and they just say you know and now for something completely different you know so so they just move on yeah you know it's this you know we don't necessarily need um need complete narratives for for um for for the point of something and the the beauty of something to to, to go on and and often um you know and and there are many times where, where complete narratives um actually sort of bring a work down after a certain point you know mm. and i think um, it's perhaps and, and, in that, I, yeah sorry go on yeah yeah it's, no no sorry go on go on i was just gonna say it's perhaps in that way that tolkien is more not avant-garde but more experimental perhaps than some people would want to say um in that is his use of he's using older literary forms like for example the saga or um even even epic poetry um to tell stories um you know, in, in, in a sort of, in a more concentrated way. Now, 
you know, in the 20th century. And it's true that many of these things he, he didn't finish, right? That That's the, the great tragedy. But, um, but, but I think he's, there's a, there is a similarity there. There's something, there's something going on. I mean, again, he's not doing the same thing as the, the Russian formalists or whatever, but, um, <laughs> but um, there, there's something there, I think that, that makes him distinct, at least in my mind, from again the modern fantasy genre, which I think is, is something distinct from Tolkien. Obviously related, but but is distinct in its own thing. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, so to yeah, to, to to sort of to draw that into discussions of of, of adaptation of, of fantasy um, or of Tolkien is, is I guess it is it, it, fine. I mean that that comparison is, is is certainly there to be had, but I think it needs to be couched in a wider context. Um, and yeah, I guess that's ultimately what, what we've been talking about. But um, yeah, I don't know if I sound crazy, but <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, m- m- maybe if you'll indulge me, I'll give one more one, one more analogy. And, yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah. go on. Um, yeah. the, the 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 musical version of this would be something like like Bach's um, Saint Matthew Passion or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, mm-hmm. again, it's it's an epic work, but um, it's really just made up of a bunch of um, bunch of arias and. Mm. and um other kinds of movements from from other smaller works that he has done um mm. it's a very old way of 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 being an artist i think um mm. Mm. you know th- i think th- th- there used to be this this um this way of being an artist that was more um uh i don't want to say quantity over quality per se but um it was it was <laughs> yeah. kind of like it was kind of like um you know you you lived your life as an artist mm. and, and you and you yeah. made something all the time and 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 the the bigger things that you made were compilations of the smaller things that you made, mm, right? Mm, mm, um, yeah. But but it's, it's this this notion of I think Picasso said that the way you make a perfect painting is to become a perfect painter <laughs> and then just paint, <laughs> right? Mm, mm. Um, but but I think um, in in the and I think there, there's something about token which is you know uh, th- that was a very avant garde thing that was that was rediscovered in the 20th century mm, and mm, um, and mm. and it it was a, a notion that was lost during the the romanticism and during the during mm, the classical yeah era. for sure but it was very baroque and renaissance um, and i think token had some of that in him the, mm, the way that mm. he i think the way that he lived his life was very much of that ilk right just yeah yeah um you you like had a thing in your head and you just kept <laughs> yes um, you know you just oh, kept sure. producing things like producing yeah. like notes or whatever and and mm. the whole thing adds up to something that is greater than the the sum of its parts but and by the way um, yeah yeah leading off from yeah. that i just want to say like notes the whole notion of notes like that needs to be defended i think uh, notes aren't Notes are not like ephemeral; they're like central to create creativity. And, <laughs> right, right. Uh, as you will know, I'm sure in music as well, and in everything, you know. Um, so, you know, to, to to say, for example, that Christopher Tolkien just just compiles a few of his father's notes and you know, <laughs> is is both is both true and false at the same time. Um, in some sense, it's right, true right. in some in some ways. Um, although that you know usually it's actually not like just just notes although there are sometimes but but even so it, it's um you know i think that's an important part of the creative process and that's part of tolkien's work and i think even even had he lived and finished everything i think we would still have this sense of him as a kind of a note taker as a um yeah as as a compiler of, of ephemera in, in that sense but that's central to to the creative um, process and and even also to um, to the reading process maybe to some extent um, right 
if you want to broaden the definition of notes to include, you know, the appendices and, and, and sort of that paratextual material, which I think is so important to understanding Tolkien and actually central. Um, right, right. But yeah, sorry, and, and I, I think that, and I think no, 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 no. I think that that that's perfect, and I think that that's why that's why um, I don't know. It just again, that's that's we we seem to be sort of harping on this a lot, but it seems mm, to be yet mm. another reason why um why he he just doesn't fit the same kind of yeah, yeah. mold. Um, and 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 I think like modern fantasy writers, really a lot of modern writers in general, mm. they, they still seem to be stuck in the, in the romanticism, right? They, they seem, they oh, seem yeah. to be stuck yeah. in the, the age of the, um, of the sort of artist as, as someone who produces great works, right? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the producer of, of, you know, complete, um, fictions and, and whole the, works. The and, fantasy and, genre and really just, has a, yeah, has, has an obsession or a, kink you know that that's around <laughs> you know, the, yeah the, yeah the complete you again <laughs> you know the, the and it's not just got to be complete it's got to be this enormous defining tome and you know usually it's got to say something implicit about tolkien of course and you know it's right. just uh, you know and and, they, and they're, yeah and they really do bring it to tolkien where, where there's yeah, uh, yeah. you know i'm not even like a part of this this world like you know mm-hmm. uh like in a, in, a, in a sort of bona fide way but mm-hmm. um but I can I can sense it, you know, where, where they where they say like, you know, what what is the what is the um, official thing here? What is the final thing? What is the mm. what's the most final thing that Token said on on this mm. text or something like that? Like, what's the and you know, it doesn't really matter. I, I think I, I see the same thing with with someone like Bach, where where, mm. where I see the mm. way that people talk about him, and and you know, it it misses the point entirely where where Bach was. You know, he was a he was a scribbler, right? And I think to- yeah. to- Token was the same way. You know, he was yeah, yeah. he was someone who had music running through him at all times, and had certain sort mm-hmm. of um, personal and professional obligations to sometimes put that music onto paper, and, and so <laughs> and so and so did so and, and scribbled it down and and, and mm. dealt with life. Um, but that that's not the that's not the um, that's not the the soul of of his music. You know, that's not the mm. that's not the the mm. soul of his. Um, his, his text and I think and I think token is the same way and and to to sort of bring it back to the whole mm. ad- adaptation thing I think um, again this um, I, I may be giving the the Amazon guys too much credit but <laughs> my my, my I, 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 I almost certainly I'm giving them too much credit but my my hopeful view is that mm. um, in the in the future we will we will transition to to a world where um, we just we can sort of refine that because again, we, we have, we have mm. limitations. We had limitations with um, sort of like film distribution and, and sort of television distribution. We had limitations on yeah. how, how, how fast and loose we could play with narrative yeah. structures. But um, I hope with digital streaming, we're moving back into a world where we can just, we can be as um, cavalier with, mm. um, with our TV shows as, as um, people were allowed to be with, with their sort of compositions or their um, their writing mm. or their their note taking, you know, I wonder if we could move to a world where where we could produce a TV show that is um, that is essentially um, like the film equivalent of of taking notes, mm. you know, um, because of because the cost of production has been so reduced and the and the um, the the way that people consume things, you know, we consume. Um, content almost in a way that that is um 
almost um, perfect for mm. for someone who's a who's a note taker, right? Mm. Um, mm. We we don't consume content that much anymore in in super long form ways. Um, I, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like free associating here, but my, I guess I, I have this I have this this view of of this that um that if token is yeah. going to survive, mm-hmm. um, that it has to be you know super long term. It's it's, it's going to have to be like Sherlock Holmes, and and we have to have we have to um, mm. survive many adaptations, and, mm. and we need different mm. kinds mm. of adaptations, and, yeah. and it has to sort of yep. turn into a kind of public domain free for all, right? If it survives, <laughs> it, it it can only survive through um, through radical adaptation, and and mm. that's like yeah. a that's like a distant that's a distant mountain, right? Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the next step is per se, as long as it's one step closer towards that mountain, you know, um, sometimes <laughs> it may be a lateral step, but, but right now it seems like this Amazon thing, it's, it's one step forward, you know, towards this distant <laughs> mountain <laughs> where, where we just have a, um, have like a sort of public domain free for all with, 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 with token, because I think that that's the kind of um, thing that he deserves because I think, yeah, yeah. He, he, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, I, does, I think yeah. I, the the, the yeah. more we move away from like the sort of official studio kind of like oh we're gonna create this sort of really yeah. structured narrative kind of thing, I think the more we move away from that and more kind of like just a mm. lot of people who are really passionate about the subject like kind of just sticking around yeah. on it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the better it's gonna be. Mm. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't I know if you have anything to say about that. I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully it's a yeah. We really have to, oh God, we have to see something from, you know, from the show. We haven't even seen a still of a, a prop, <laughs> let alone anything else. So yeah. um, we don't know quite the direction they're going in. Um, I mean, I'll be disappointed if it's just a, a rehash of the film's aesthetics, but anyway, we'll <laughs> see. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I think that's true. And, and, you know, I think that will be the case in time. Um, yeah, we, we will, we will get that, that sort of approach to adaptation. It'll be, it'd be a lot more, Sherlock Holmes like I think yeah I guess the final thing I wanted to talk about was this notion that that there are two core strengths of the genre the fant- again fantasy genre um, and again you mm. know I, I don't think Tolkien I can want be to bring this up too yeah limited to this yeah. um, and he's Douthat writes uh, quote first because if you if you well he says okay I'll, I'll start a sentence before <laughs> then there's the more specific problem Douthat says that adaptation adapting fantasy world prehistories tends to take you away from the two core strengths of the genre. Um, end quote note <laughs> here. Um, I don't think Tolkien's second age is a prehistory to the Lord of the Rings in quite the sense that Douth had imagines that it is because Tolkien's prehistory such as it was, was always the first thing that was there. That, that was the history, right? Um, the Lord of the Rings mm. is a kind of later edition. It's not that Tolkien wrote The Lord of the Rings and then went back and wrote a prehistory like Martin did. Um, that's not what happened. So just first first note there. Um, and then to continue that quote, uh, first, because if you move backward in time uh, from a moment chosen originally by the author as a liminal end of magic, return of magic moment, you're likely to end up somewhere a little more boring and banal either a point in the fantasy world's history where magic is ubiquitous or a point where it's simply absent, both of which offer less of a frisson than the departure of Galadriel or the birth of Daenerys Targaryen's dragons. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to make of this. It, it seems a very limiting kind of perspective um, on, well, firstly what fantasy can be, but but then even even 
what what the role of magic is in in fantasy um and Tolkien's story like I, I didn't even know how to categorize the second age in that scheme is it an end of magic is it return of magic is it like a point in the fantasy world's history where magic is ubiquitous i mean it's it's neither right it's like it's neither completely absent nor is it ubiquitous and that's always the case in tolkien's world it's always um it's always there uh but it, it's never it, it's not a it's not a sort of a assist it's not a strong magic system that's that's sort of readily visible and and sort of you know ut- utilized by a school of wizards or something you know that's really well, I can't speak for I can't speak for fan. I mean, he said a few mm. things in this article that that I, you know I, I I'm not I'm not mm. versed enough in in fantasy to to know if that's sure. if that's like a legit way of, of mm. analyzing mm. it. Um, though in in general, I, I, I recoil at all sorts of um, structures <laughs> of analysis. Mm. You know? um, mm. Mm. Uh, he he said he said that earlier in the article too that that. Um, uh, he says something like the, the 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 first thing that fantasy does is, is that it, it retells the origin story of the modern world or something and mm. um How very know, specific I, I also, <laughs> yeah yeah i also had a problem with that um mm. not not least mm. because um I, I think yeah like you said it um it's, it's a very specific origin story um yeah. um one that i don't care for very much but mm. a, anyway um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't find find that that again in, in token. I, I don't find that that the the magic thing is like it's not it's not really that present to me. Um, mm. in, in in most or all of his stories, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I I find that the magic is is used, if anything, like a a sort of sort of uh, plot device, like kind of a sure, yeah, kind of like a plot. Uh, not not a necessity, but kind of like a you know we can sort of speed this thing up here, you know, mm, mm. Uh, or like you know we can use magic in the form of immortality to 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 bring home a point about something like ethics or philosophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not it's not necessarily a a um it's not it's not a plot device per se. Mm, know, am I, am mm. I wrong in that? Yeah, no, I think I think I, I get what you're saying. I mean, obviously the the whole the whole um. An arc of history in Tolkien's pseudo history is sort of the the um, gradual decline of the elves, which is of course the whole point um, behind the making of the rings. But then that so uh, that's a sort of a return of magic moment, kind of, I, I guess. Or <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure how how to think about the second age in terms of this um, in terms of this scheme because. Um, I mean, it's not really an end of magic moment, but it's magic hasn't disappeared, but it's not ubiquitous either. I, I mean, the ma- the rings, I, I guess, are you know, are magical artifacts in a sense, and they're designed certainly to. I mean, what's interesting about them is that the three elven rings are designed to um, to prevent or to at least postpone the the sort of inevitable decline of of the. Um, well, the inevitable entropy of, of the world, really. Um, not only the decline mm. of the elves, but death and sort of entropy per se. Um, so they m- maintain these places in a kind of stas- stasis, 
you know so you know there's a whole and so uh, magic is kind of an allegory for for yes or, magic, you know, yeah, it's, yeah exactly it's it's an allegorical or thematic symbolic kind of um it's not magic uh, as as deus ex machina it's, it's no no it's, no, a, it's a very so, precise use so i mean i guess um, i guess that fits into his point where it's like uh magic is ubiquitous but i don't think that means it's offers less of a frisson i mean it's, that's a very core that's a core kind of thematic point of, of the second age and I don't, I don't know um i think quite an interesting i mean and it you know he talks about the departure of gladriel well this whole story is in part about gladriel and why why that all happens i mean it's um it's kind of central to the whole thing so yeah i, I don't know i don't know what to think about this um you know I don't either. I, I will say, I mean, just r- real mm. quick. I mean, there, there's a, a way that um, I've heard I've heard Salman Rushdie talk about it this mm. way, and I think I've I've also read um, um, Gabriela Garcia Marquez talk about it in this way. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the the problem with with um, magical realism in general is that the the lesser practitioners, and I think this applies to fantasy as well. Mm. Um, the lesser practitioners um, don't understand the, the sort of rules of engagement when it comes to mm, something like mm. um, like 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 this. Um, the, the the greater practitioners like like Rushdie, um, they 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 know that um, you know you, you can set up whatever rules you want, but once mm. you've set up the, the the rules of the of the universe, you have to you have to follow them. You know, quite mm, precisely, mm. and um, and it doesn't behoove you to 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 sort of just sort of play fast and loose, and and sort of have this sort of um, uh, loose thing that's just called magic, sort of in the universe, yeah. where where you know it, it's it it may be a magical universe, but it is a very a, a precisely magical universe that that is not mm. that much of a leap away from our naturalistic one. You know, mm-hmm. certain rules may be um, abolished for the sake of um, you know some some reason that that actually has mm. to be a, a fairly precisely limited reason mm-hmm. right um yep and 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 that's how you, that's how you keep the the sort of um that that that's how you keep the the story tied and and that's how you keep keep it sort of relevant and and real i guess i don't know um for 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 lack of better words um and i think a lot of a lot of um fantasy sort of lacks that right it's it it, mm. it uses um it uses magic as um as a, a sort of end all be all or whatever is it, it's it's a sort of magic uh well i guess yeah. literally a mm. magic key um so <laughs> i i'm i'm not sure like like you said i'm not sure what to what to 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 make of um because because I, I think again what one of the great um benefits of token is that he he does not use magic in this way it's 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 used in very sort of precise and precisely yeah, limited yeah. ways um and and um yeah i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm lost too the the, the, the <laughs> this sentence um mm. where, where, where magic is is, is ubiquitous or, or a point where it's simply absent um mm. um I don't. I don't think that. Uh, yeah, both of which offer less of a, uh, a frisson than, than than the departure of Galadriel at the birth of. I, I guess maybe the fact that I have no idea what this means. <laughs> the, the, the birth of the the birth of Daenerys Targary Tar, Targaryens. I feel like I'm saying a, a slur yeah. here. Um, 
I, I, don't, I, don't, I have yeah. no idea what that means. So maybe yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's hindering my, my <laughs> parsing of the sentence, but could you help me out here? That's okay. Uh, well, I think da- Daenerys Targaryen is, is meant to be her name, but yeah, she's a character okay. in, in Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and what is, what exactly is the, is the, uh, the, the, the of, of, of that well, moment? Well, uh, dragons, bra- dragons were thought just extinct and, and, you know, she has a sort of, she finds these, um, perhaps magically magical dragon eggs uh, that that eventually hatch, and she has these dragons. Uh, so it's a kind of literal return of um, you know the, this myth, mythological or magical creature, um, you know, to the world. Oh, and, and so he's okay. sort of thinking that you know, um, so a world just full of dragons would kind of be banal. And I kind of agree with that, but but that's certainly not such obvious displays of like magic, m- magic or my- mythology mythological creatures are really not um encountered in in tolkien at any point i think um yeah that seems to be fundamentally to even compare the two seems to be fundamentally misunderstanding the former yeah yeah i would think so yeah so but i I feel a bit bad saying that because because you know it it feels like we're not meeting the critic at his um (laughs) at his at his battlefield we're sort of just saying like you're on the wrong battlefield yeah 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 pretty much i mean i think we can say that i mean (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah you're fine you're fine with that yeah i mean pretty much i mean that's pretty much what we've been saying the whole time Yeah, yeah. We, we could put that in the episode title and just. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Mm, good idea. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I sort I of. I don't know. You know. I mean, maybe it's worth mm. maybe it's worth um, reaching out to to Ross Douthit and, and yeah, saying yeah, um, yeah. Because you know, yeah. I, I really hate to, I really hate to to not um, to you know if if he listens to this or something and and says like oh you, you just don't you don't even understand what I'm trying to say with this article yeah, I just yeah. I, I just kind of read it and 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 uh, I don't know I just it it seems like he he doesn't understand the the gist mm. of token no yeah you know yeah so you know if if by chance he does happen to listen to this um and maybe we'll get in touch uh you know certainly not personal or anything like that it's just a um. No, no, a, a, a sense that um, uh, that, per, that perhaps mm-hmm. this this article doesn't quite um, quite understand Tolkien's creative process as as really we've we've understood it. and also creative outputs. Um, mm. um, you know, it's not not just the Lord of the Rings and, and a, a bunch of notes. It's not not what it is, um, nor even what what it was intended to be. I think um, at any point, really. Um, yeah, but, yeah, and and I, yeah. the 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 ending. I, I couldn't also parse that about about Iclodius. Um uh, Let me have a look. Let me see. So, uh, Iclodius, um Sorry, our, our accents. Gosh, um, maybe with. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. It's just uh, just the the vowel the vowel vowel um character of vowels in australian accents is quite different isn't it i don't know yeah yeah. Some, yeah. sometimes i mishear things in american <laughs> accent um so yeah so he's talking about maybe with the right overripe script you can make this outline into an effective i claudius or succession style portrait so he's talking about the targaryen um yeah so obviously you're not familiar with game of thrones um and that's i guess thing. not i am familiar with i claudius uh, but i'm not yeah, i don't yeah. know what succession is yeah, uh, Succession is some recent t- TV show, but <coughs> pardon me, I'm not okay. quite sure exactly. 
Man, I think it's also I gotta, about I gotta get hip to this, to all this um, modern backstabbing. Fan, I guess maybe family, that's maybe yeah. that's why I didn't understand. I felt like I didn't understand. Yeah, this, for example, yeah. I, yeah I, I mean, the, the like stuff Game about of Thrones and I <laughs> the stuff about the Targaryens. Yeah, won't make any sense. But I mean, I haven't read the book, but I think he's right that it's just it's kind of a um, it's kind of a, a civil war within this one family, and and that's really all of which consists really only of that um of that story plot and and they fight with dragons um so Mm. so you know i I agree to the extent that you know a show with you know sort of a a warring dynasty using dragons may may get a bit tiresome um (laughs) but (laughs) um it certainly i think has less to use his word frisson than um you know, then the possible Tolkien uh, backstory, as, as or, or you know, as he thinks about it. But um, so I guess his point in that final um, paragraph is is that the Targaryen family in the Game of Thrones storyline is like the Julio Claudians in I Claudius, um, you know, backstabbing and 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 fighting. And um, I, I suppose his point is that that it may not be, um, you know, much more interesting than that. Um, really because it doesn't really offer anything more um, than a sort of a turgid or a, um, you know, than a turgid political story. <laughs> right. Know, right. And we've right. already seen that in game of Thrones. And so I, I, I kind of agree with that point, but I'm disposed yeah. to, because I don't really like game of Thrones anyway, but um, you know, I think well, that, put, he, that puts me in quite a, mm. uh, puts me in quite a, a, a damper, I guess, because um, mm, well, he, he mm. says, he says earlier, um, um, yeah, if, I have this part highlighted here. If, if Amazon is yeah, going yeah, back yeah. to the downfall of Numenor for its prequel, mm, it's chosen mm. another liminal moment in the token corpus, a great transformation in the order mm. of his world that's actually bigger in certain ways than the evanescence of elven magic at the end of uh, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, I, I do wonder, like we sort of been talking about how, how um, he, he maybe doesn't quite understand token the way that we do. N- n- not 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 that we we get it better than he does, but um, just well, I think yeah. we have maybe a, <laughs> no. a, a diff- well, you might. Uh, I, I certainly have have no no. no I, I make my, you, <laughs> I make no claims. You you are you are actually you know a, a legit um, uh, to, a legit token person. I I I make no no claims of that sort. Um, but I think we have maybe a, a, a different understanding of, of, yeah, of yeah. token than let's put it that though, way. But, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was reading this and and I was filled with a sense of dread that um, that perhaps um, mm. this is the first time that I this actually you know this is maybe incredibly naive of me, but this is actually the first time that I was reading something and mm. and thought, oh Christ, the Amazon people. Are going to look at this like it's a prequel? <laughs> yeah, I see what you, you mean. What yeah, I mean? Yeah. Did, did, did did you get that sense too? I, I was reading this, and I was like, you know what? Mm. I, I I never thought of it this way, and and yet that seems like the way that the that well, seems like the way that the 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 um the the normies, mm. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't want to use that word because I'm sure <laughs> that the, the 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 kids these days have a have a uh, you know they're, they're going to say that's the wrong way to use it, but. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the sort of Tolkien normies mm. are going to look at this like it's it's a you know prequel and and maybe have mm. some sort of um, well, overtly political thing to 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 say with about with it and and you know I, I yeah, think the sort yeah. of 
the sort of literary world that we sort of look at um, mm, Tolkien and, mm. you know, like we talked about in the very first episode, I think about how, you know, we, we really see him as having a lot more to do with uh, Milton uh, or, or Blake, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, than, than anything. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I was reading this and I was thinking, oh Christ, they, of course they're not going to, they're not going to think about it like that. It's, you know, they're going to think about it like it's a prequel mm. for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. There are certainly, um, I mean, the, the elves form, Forge the Rings of Power. That's probably going to be the major plot point of the first season or something. Mm. Um, so certainly, yes, there's an obvious link, but it, as a as a literary story, yeah, I think, it, you know, to use that word, I think the Second Age needs to stand on its own. It's different to Lord of the Rings. It's a different period in the history, but it's also a different kind of, to use Douthat's word, frisson about it. It's, it's, it's a different um, uh, story. It's not a quest narrative. It's... Uh, you know, it, it does have more of a political dimension in some respects. So it's 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 um it's different uh, to the Third Age. It's different to the Lord of the Rings. Um, it's not about the evanescence of elven magic, really. It's about the futile attempt of elven magic to sort of um, to to delay entropy <laughs> and change. <laughs> and that has all sorts of um, that has all sorts of interesting thematic and you know, uh, some symbolic kind of implications that the show could draw out and, and work with. Um, so it, it's quite distinct, I think, um, mm. from the, the Lord of the Rings. And yeah, I mean, I hope they don't treat it merely as a prequel. Um, I hope they treat it as its own distinct a story with its own distinct character. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, interesting article. Interesting article. Difficult article in some ways, um, but I think we've. I think we've. Um, yeah, I think we've gone into some depth anyway. About, about you know, with regards to some parts of it anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not sure and, if this is the conversation that you hope to have, but I hope it's it's a conversation you. Have oh yeah, to have. yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. I, and that's. I don't mean it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I'm, I, I mean we've yeah we've discussed the part of those part of the, parts of the article that are, I think interesting and uh and, and thought-provoking even if i sort of base kind of disagree with some of the implications of, of what he says or some of the assumptions maybe um so it's going to be interesting to see going forward what you know he and other commentators i guess write about um this the show and and you know i guess we'll see once it once it once it begins and, and once we get some sense of what it will be like um you know what, mm. what sort of commentary uh, becomes available, but of course we will talk about the show as it as it comes out, as information comes out about it. So, right. yeah. Um, Any final thoughts about it? Yeah, I think I think that's that's it really. Yeah, in terms of my thoughts, I mean, just somewhat frustrating article, but interesting at the same time, which is always yeah, um, always the best sort of article, I guess, in the, in the <laughs> end. Um, but yeah, what, how about you? Well, I think, I mean, one, one takeaway is that I, yeah. I guess I, I probably need to eventually watch Game of Thrones. Is that, <laughs> do, I, do I need to? I, you know, this has literally been a thing since, since it first started coming out when I was probably yeah. in high school or something. I'm trying to think of when, when Game of Thrones first started coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't remember, but, um, I always used to just, you know, I have all these friends who are like, you know, you just got to watch it. It's awesome. And I was like, you know what? I, I just don't care. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I know I'm not going to like it. And, you know, 
to to the argument that like oh you just have to you just have to watch it because or read it because um you know otherwise how do you know you don't like it and it's like you know what i just i think i know i think i know yeah yeah, yeah. and and you know reading this and may, maybe not understanding about half of the article because i don't understand the game <laughs> side of it um, yeah i finally my got apologies sense, you know yeah. my apologies no, 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 it's all i should have I should have sort of thought about that. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's it's all good. Um, but I started reading it. And I was thinking, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I ought to, if for no other reason, then I could, you know, more effectively. Cr- I mean, it's, criticize it's, it. it's an interesting. Is piece that of fair? Cu- it's an interesting piece of culture, and um, you know, quite frankly, I mean, if you want to get a sense of who the Targaryens are, go and read the Wikipedia. I mean, who cares? You know. Um, yeah, it's but, the I mean, same thing, you, right? If, if you if you want to get a sense of it <laughs> as a kind of cultural phenomenon, then yeah, I, I guess go watch it. But you know, I mean, uh, it's yeah, I don't know. It's not my favorite thing in the world either. So yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, who knows? Maybe you'll love it. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I mean, I, I think <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we, we, we've we've said this every which way on both on this episode and in previous ones. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think. I, I really, really only like Tolkien because I, I, I really do think of him as being on on a mm. sort of liter, literary spectrum, and and um, yes, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's frust, it's frustrating when I when I read other people. You know, of course, you know when you really when you really like mm. anything, when mm. you really like an author or a you yeah. know, composer or a painter, even, um, you know, you you develop a. a, a personal reason for for liking that person and mm, um mm. when other people sort of have totally different um metrics uh, on which they sort of analyze that person it, it can be a frustrating yeah. experience and, yeah. and that's sort of what yeah. i felt re, you know re- reading this article it's like no 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 this you know none of this has anything to do with token right he's yeah yeah it's 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 again it's it's milton it's 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 blake it's shakespeare um uh, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not it's not whatever the the tar- tar- targaryens Tar- Targaryens, Targaryens, yeah, yeah. or, or whatever. It's, I don't know. It's, it's just not the same thing. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. find. We'll, we'll we'll find out. Um, you know, where the, the the Amazon um series might might um, for sure. connect one way or another. Yeah, um, sure. I, I'm hoping there's just there's some some um some literary um ad- adapters on the mm. on the Amazon mm. team, but mm. um. Mm. Well, we can we can hope, but uh, you know, yeah. we'll come back to the show and we'll come back to articles like this that we find interesting or provoking, provocative. Yeah, and um, it'll be it'll certainly be interesting that you know it mm. seems like this this article was a was a one off in that it was actually a, mm. a, a it seemed like a, a deep um you know uh, contending mm. with with what is mm. to come. Right? Yeah, yeah, for Mo- sure. Most articles yeah. that I've read about the Amazon series so far have sort mm. of been you know. Uh, bitching mm. about the budget or something like that so or about you know, brown the, the, characters or something oh, right, right right so, so this actually that. seemed to this actually seemed to contend with the the, the, the content of it not not in yeah, the sort of modern yeah, yeah. use of the word content but the, the actual yes. sort of the yeah, yeah the, the meat of it God, and, I, and hate, I hope this will be yeah. the, the yeah yeah the, the content yeah uh, but, i hate the corporatized, um, corporatized takeover of language content like uh, i know like, yeah, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> but ho- hopefully th- th- there will be more like this, you know, as mm. as we get closer to mm. to, to, oh, the, yeah. to the yeah, release of it, and yep. you know, we get yep. more more legit people who who yeah um, yeah can read and write, um, <laughs> and actually writing about it, and not just sort of 
yeah, you know, no, people absolutely. looking for the, yeah. for the for the Twitter clicks. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, I like Douthat is a, a very interesting thinker. Actually, um, I think I said something right. mean about him before, which is like journalists always, whatever. I mean, but he is interesting. He's a smart, he's a very smart bloke, and um, to use an yeah. Australianism, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting, very interesting to see what he thinks about the show. I mean, maybe we'll have right, him on right. at some stage if he would deign to stoop to our meager <laughs> level. But um, yeah, no, his his uh, his yeah. thoughts are interesting, even even when I disagree with. Them, as I do here, in some some respects. I mean, we're, I mean, we're yeah. we're we're talking about him, right? It's not yeah, like last yeah, yeah. like last time. I, I think it was last time. Maybe it was two times mm. ago. We, we were yeah. we we sort of had a moment where where we paused what we were actually talking about to to sort of talk <laughs> shit about just talk talk some shit about the um the Twitter trends about the budget oh, for the Amazon yeah, show, yeah, yeah. and and we had nothing to say about it because it was just yeah, or, i mean we, we had stuff to to sort of trash it but we had nothing yeah, yeah. really to mm. to contend with it because um yeah because yeah. <laughs> you know these weren't real these weren't real you know thinkers it was just a bunch of people yeah. on twitter sort of whining about yeah. one thing or another so yeah you know, of course i mean well, um that's to be expected yeah mm. right right so so of course it, it goes without saying that um mm-hmm. you know even yeah. though it seems like we, we've largely been critical of this article um uh you know he, he's obviously like a, a a capital R like real dude. And um, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know much about him, but you know, um, mm. even if I disagree with um, what I read about in this article, I, I, I like him, you know, mm. Um, mm. I, I like people who actually, you know, say real things that are worth contending with. Mm. So absolutely. You know. hopefully there'll be some good, good thought around the show, but um, any case, yeah, I guess we'll, we, we should leave it there and um, let you, get to bed or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna go get or a bottle whatever. of wine tonight and uh yeah whatever you do in minnesota or wherever you are i always get yeah, a yeah. state room um <laughs> no that's fair that's fair Wisconsin, the, but it's the same that's thing. the one yeah that's the one yeah, yeah. sorry god i always get that wrong. no it's all good um, <laughs> that sort of quasi it's, it's a shame that, that yeah. you're you're just you're just at the time of day to 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 get a bottle of wine and and um yeah, i'm yeah. just in the time of day where where um I've had my 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 beer and my cocktails, so yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm definitely gonna about... we're definitely gonna do a a wine episode one of these days. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, we, so we'll, we'll certainly do that. one of these days. <laughs> one of these yeah. days, you, you'll actually hear um, Benjamin uh, or Ben. What, what what do you prefer? Actually, is oh, it, is either, it Benjamin really. or I Ben? I don't. I don't mind. Yeah, either, yeah, either yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, well, what do you I, call yourself? Ah, uh, well. Ben, I guess usually. Ben, Although okay. lately in in emails, I've been saying I've been a bit going by Benjamin. Actually, I don't know. It just oh, fair enough. Elevates my. Maybe I should say Doctor Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, let's, let's uh, re- rewind here. So, so maybe yeah, yeah. you know, to 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 the listeners here, you know, mm-hmm. one of these days mm-hmm. when when we do a wine episode, we, we can actually hear Doctor Benjamin stoop to the level of of uh, of breather here. <laughs> Um, and, yeah. and we can actually, um, you know, it, it's because it's, it's been asymmetric warfare here. You know, I always record these. You know, it's it's, it's midnight here, so um, oh, wow. you know, we, yeah, we, okay. yeah you, you you get to hear um, Dr. Benjamin um, fresh, you know, after his coffee and his lunch, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and here I am, you know, you know, um, you know as, as, after a you know a, a big beer and a, and a, and a, a mm. Negroni and a Scotch. So you know, here we are. Um, and it's always like this. So, you know, one, one of these days, Ben, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, um, you know, write this wrong and, and, <laughs> and see, 
you know, yep. we, we, yeah, we, we have to do a Lord of the Rings drinking game or something, and and yeah. see oh, see definitely. see what you can uh, <laughs> see, see what you can come up with. After. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Look, um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't talk about this article. Well, well, inebriated, I, I think, or, or tipsy. I, I think I would have been even more. Um, even more unfriendly, which, you know, I don't like to be, but alcohol <laughs> just brings out the, the beast, brings out the, yeah, I don't know. It's well, now you're just tempting me. Like, you know, we, we have to make this, we have to make this <laughs> yeah. happen. True, true. Yes. Well, no, definitely. That, that's a promise I'll, I'll definitely um, yeah, follow through with at, uh, at some yeah. stage soon. Perhaps next time, yeah. Um, we, we we can pick someone who's who's um, dead or at least inactive, so you know he can be as, as mean yes. as you want. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, I better let you uh, let you head off. Um, and All right. I will. Well, you know, get my bottle of wine and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been great. Um, interesting. Interesting discussion. Yep. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Peace out.